The OAM Network is an independently run podcast and live production company in Memphis, Tennessee. TheOAMNetwork.com. Power to the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kickback on the OAM Podcast Network, coming to you live from the beautiful Central Atrium in the Crosstown Concourse in Memphis, Tennessee. We are just kicking back, talking fitness and talking life. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Spotify, and the OAMnetwork.com. On iTunes, our logo looks like the old Joe TV Raps logo. It's bright fluorescent. You cannot miss it. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe to the show. Uh, if you do subscribe to the show and you listen, leave us a five-star rating so we know you like what you're listening to. Every time we record, you can catch us on some type of live platform, whether that is Facebook Live or YouTube Live or Instagram Live or whatever live they got going, we're going to be on that junk. So check us out on that on Facebook. Check us out at Facebook.com slash The Kickback Pod. Uh, and check us out on the OAMnetwork.com in the OEM Network's Facebook page. But now that I got the business out the way, let me introduce my esteemed guest with me uh, today. To my right, I have, uh, he's been on the show before, uh, and we called him a different name, but I guess I'm going to give you a government this time. Uh, We have Mr. Kenny Fleming, who is a personal trainer and owner of Kinetics Performance and Fitness. And uh, to his right, we have Wayne Williams, uh, another personal trainer and owner of Train Fit. Uh, and to his right, we have the kickbacks almanac. Uh, you know him as J O, and it's me, the fitness guru. (laughs) 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 And per usual, behind the boards, we got the voice doing what he do. Voice say, "What's up to the people?" There it is. All (laughs) right, so we got um. We <laughs> we got as you can tell we got a lot of fitness going on uh, in this here in this here room so we're going to be talking about uh, what I like to call the ever growing um, evolving fitness landscape of the city of Memphis um, the city of Memphis in my mind right now since I've been back the five years I've been back uh, has grown tremendously uh, and this is one of the spaces that it has grown in and we have two people who are living in that space right now and Kenny. And uh, and Wayne, so um, yeah. Before I get to going into things, you know, going into it, let people know where they can get in contact with you, how they can find you on social media, and all that stuff. In case after this episode, they feel so inclined to get their fitness on. I guess I'll go first, uh, Coach. Just call him underscore Coach on IG. Also, the uh, business page is Kinetics K E N E T I X P F. That's on IG as well for the business account. You can find me on Instagram, mm-hmm. Train Fit with a Y, T R A Y N E F I T. I might it, follow back. You might. Follow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this: if you don't want to feel like you ain't doing nothing with your life, don't follow them. Because every morning I wake up and I go to their pages, all I see is a bunch of stuff that I'm not doing, and. <laughs> It's all fun. And uh, it's uh, you see a bunch of uh, pull-ups and lifts and all this type of other stuff that's going on. 
But anyway, um, slim body though. You know what I do, man? You know, I, I just just naturally you still slim. Hoop though, so what you, yeah, you ain't worried about the now. cardio, the cardio, <laughs> the, the weightlifting. I'm not quite there yet, but the cardio, I'm there. Uh, so let's get to the background, man. What um, let's start with these. How long have you been doing the personal training thing? Uh, I think for me, going about I think about ten years now. Ten ten years. Yeah, since I was twenty two. Oh wow! I didn't know it was that long. So you like an OG in the game, Wayne? What about you? Uh, well, I was first certified out of college, so it was about fifteen years ago. Uh, but solidly as a full entrepreneurial business endeavor, uh, two years pulled out the hat. There you go. <laughs> we got the vocabulary over here. So we got we got. Um, so you're using to you're cert. Both of y'all are certified personal trainers. Yeah, going yes. through the processes to be. You went through the trainings, you went through the classes, you are certified. So if people try to, there is no reason why they should not mess with you. That's one of my biggest things. <laughs> you got to be certified. Because it's I, weird because like sometimes you go to school for it. Right. Like my original degree is child development with a minor in physical education. So mm. degree says I should be able to do this without anything. But as soon as you get out, you realize you got to cough up some more money. To get a certification. Take this test that these group of folks that you don't even know say that this makes you a professional. Yeah. And... Hopefully pass it. That's what I didn't like. I'm skeptical of trainers because, like, I don't know if everybody got that. You know, so I see some people going you to be like careful with that though, still because it's levels of certifications. Mm-hmm. Really, just like I can be a ordained minister and marry you because I will attend all online course. True, so mm. the same but you can't lead a church. There's, there's, but you can right, marry somebody. Right. But like, there's levels in it. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't work at. I mean, the big three. You got ACE, NASM, uh. NCSTs, certain certification levels. NSCS is probably one of the best, right. if not the best. So okay. if you're trying to be a college strength and, strength and conditioning coach, work at Lifetime, fit in some major uh, franchise, you would need those upper-level certifications. So I, that's something that I didn't know, mm. that the people at Lifetime and stuff were certified. Wait, when I so first you can't just walk off the street and decide this is going to be your job. Uh, yeah, well, well, people t- do it. Well, I'm saying, <laughs> yeah. it depends on what, what context we're talking about. Like, if I advertise myself on a social media and say I'm a trainer, whoever has the nerve to come with me, I can literally do it. You can train. I couldn't work at a Lifetime without a certificate. I couldn't work at a college. Yeah, some, yeah, you know, yeah that's what I'm asking. That's what I'm asking. Yeah, right. fitness instructors with right. so fitness cardio instructors, instructor mm-hmm. different yeah. things. Okay, I I had no idea, didn't know anything about. And it. Was, when I was originally like looking into my certification, my biggest things that sold me, and I'm a I guess a marketer's dream, it was this was the gold standard, mm-hmm. which made me feel as if oh there must be a silver and a bronze and a whatever. And I'm I'm big on like you can, I don't want people walking up on me you know checking my credit like credentials right. like who are you? So I always wanted to say something like oh, I got the gold standard. This now years later I realized like I could have got something that was low standard and still. You know, got your thing. Kind of learn, you know, learn the game. It's all good though, because you got the best of the best. Supposedly, supposedly. See, I'm coming from the average Joe perspective. Like, if I saw y'all Instagram page, like most people don't even know about certification. So they see, okay, okay, these two dudes, they look like they work out. Okay, and they look like they about their business. Like the biggest thing in like the fitness world now to me is the advertisement. Like when you it's, see, it's it's weird. It's it's you have like personal battles with it sometimes. I personally, and this is no shot. I, I'd rather see if you want to look at my page. Do you want to see me or do you want to see my clients? Yeah, I want to see results. You know what I'm saying? I I I'd rather just always show my clients. I want to. That's what I. That's what I do. It ain't about me. Yeah, I did do it in the beginning, but I have a wife, and then like I have a large female clientele base, so it kind of got. 
Yeah, got a little uh, trigger. Because you have to show one too many likes. You got one too chiseled for a whole different conversation. A whole different topic. Yeah, technically, I would like for before and after pictures to be done with minimal clothing for professional reasons only. Yeah. My wife don't care about that. Yeah, Man, it's totally. Yeah, she should. I don't show my six pack because like, they be like, they be like, yeah, I keep my six pack yeah, in the freezer. Like, well, like you in such shape, you in such good shape. Oh wait, no, I mean, I guess okay, I guess the deeper issue is with like technically as trainers, we want to show results, like you said, right? So you want to see some results, so you want minimal clothing, but. You get into that situation where you got women that send you random pics mm-hmm. of lingerie, like, oh, you see my result? Like, you're not even one of my clients. <laughs> like, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, yeah, that's I can we going that's then, some that's some dangerous waters to wade into. You also have clientele who who will tell you in a heartbeat. I, I had one person tell me, and I'll keep her name on, you know, unknown. She was like, I just don't want to work out with unattractive trainers. I don't want a trainer that is not in shape. And women do say that. And they, I mean, and they say I was thrown online. off by it. I can imagine. I can imagine women saying that. Totally but it, it's true. Like you know, it's like the same thing you say. Like it's it's a joke, but it's like you know, if you go to the cookout and the person on the grill got on the sandals, and <laughs> yeah. oh, you the know, you know the food got like, looked upon. She wasn't wrong in saying it. Like, like you know, fired. they want if I want to work out with somebody that's in shape, you better be in shape. So what made y'all want to get into it? Like you said, you've been doing y'all OGs in the game ten years, fifteen by fifteen years. What made you want to get into the whole personal training? fitness life lifestyle i can tell you a long story but really i think just about anybody else in the game we just kind of fall into it i think we all have a, a, a passion in maybe fitness sports athletic background we were going somewhere we want to do some things we we're about to be the next whatever whatever and you know maybe it didn't happen but you found some success you know still dealing with sports in the weight room yeah i got a question have either one of you guys ever been out of shape, not like extremely out of shape, but ever been out of shape. Hell yeah! As I'm far talking as about like beer gut or maybe. Hell uh, yeah! I think just, my life. <laughs> yeah, and, and did that? Yeah. And did that push you in the? Well, did that parlay into you? I, I was the short, skinny guy, I so I had that. Period. I had that background. No. So that was that was out of shape for me, short and skinny. Okay. Okay. So what drove you towards the weights? Uh, just one. Day. I had short man syndrome. It's clear. Everybody knows that. It's, I didn't have to hide it. Um, so I always was small, but I was always the strongest. And That's it got to a true. point where I wanted to play off that strength. Like I was always strong, <clears throat> short and little, but you know, I can, I would do whatever. So I found, you know, confidence. I guess that was a big thing. Self-esteem grew in the weight room. Um, it, and my, I was a wrestler, so it, I, I got to see my strength one-on-one with another human being. That was kind of cool as well. So it kinda, that, that's what drove me. Wayne, what about you? What 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 made you dip your toe into this life? I'm glad we brought that up because I really came here specifically to address you, Jamal. Because the reason I'm doing this is because <laughs> you cost me my last job. Whoa! Like, <laughs> I had this job, right? and I was supposed to be working with Jamal, and Jamal was supposed to have my back. We supposed uh-huh. to do these big events and stuff, and uh-huh. it didn't happen. They're uh-huh. like, "You fired." I was like, "What?" I'm just playing. But uh, anyway, that's what you got in the gym. You finna beat him up? <laughs> no, it really, it really did. It really did. Stay You'll on. come get your first session with me soon. <laughs> and all right, thanks for listening to the kickback, guys. We're gonna go ahead and uh, uh-uh, y'all stay tuned. But no, but really, Jamal's a great guy. We go back, got a lot of history. But it did stem from when we first met. Uh, me working in a local nonprofit uh, athletic ministry, to where I was helping kids, giving what was given to me. Uh, Spiraled into a AAU basketball team. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a team for about two or three years. Through my personal experience as an athlete, I knew at a certain level, ninth grade or so, the kids had to get serious. They had to get into the gym, work on some strength and conditioning. And so when I attempted to do that, 
they all dropped out. They all left, you know, kids. Either. I don't blame them. I did the same thing. Mm-hmm. But it just so happened I had set up some uh, sessions at a, a guy I knew who had a gym. Kids didn't show up. He goes, hey, Wayne, I know you can train. I know you can do that. Help me out. I helped somebody out, posted on Instagram. Somebody else asked if they could do it. I just lost my job. I'm hustling. Wife approved. I kept going. Yeah. And plus my background is marketing, management, and business. So I was kind of finally my first time in my life saw the, you know, the life skills and experience combined with my uh, educational development. So. so, yeah, so you weren't, you weren't even doing it, Kenny, correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, you were doing it part-time while you still had a full-time job. Well, if, we, if we're doing that kind of story, I was, you know, working at Lindawood. Everybody knew at one point mm-hmm. I was, you know, I love being a counselor, love being an assistant director over there, summer camps. Uh, and I enjoy working with children. Uh, that's my thing. I'm a teacher as well. But it got to a point where I kind of graduated. I wanted to move up and I wanted some more money. I wanted, you know, I felt as if I deserved it. And unfortunately, I was not given that position. So I felt slighted and I kind of removed myself from Memphis for a period. Mm-hmm. You know, I know not many people know that I just left because I didn't get the, you know, I, I work with kids. I was happy. I wanted to make that kind of money. But when I didn't get that opportunity, I was, I was hurt. So I had moved down to Houston with my mother and uh, I kind of picked up, you know, training. I worked at Planet Fitness as a fitness instructor. That's where I got my first certification, my NASM. Uh, Tony Morega was uh, my head trainer that kind of taught me and helped me out through that process. Um, then it got to a point where I got really bored of general fitness. Um, mm-hmm. And that's kind of like people coming in at a, at, a, at a big, you know, commercial gym. And they say they have these goals, but they just kind of, they want your membership. And they don't want to see you again, really. So I kind of got bored with that. And I want to work with athletes. So what I did was I went back to school. I went to Sam Houston State, where I kind of improved on my background as far as exercise science and kinesiology. Um, and then I emailed every college in Houston, um, kind of like a blind resume saying, hey, I really want to work with athletes. I don't need to get paid. I'll do it for free, just as with the experience. And uh, a guy named uh, Pete Lagoria, head coach at, or head strength uh, conditioning coach at Preview A&M, said he was cleaning out his spam folder, happened to see my name, and was like, hey, if you can come out here, you know, drive 35 miles every day um, and get here on time at 4.30 in the morning. We'll see if we can rock with you. Right. And uh, I showed up 4.20 in the morning, Monday through Friday. The next thing I know, it moved from just being a volunteer to the next time I was enrolled in school because they couldn't pay me through a graduate assistant program. I was getting paid, on, you know, under the table. But I worked with over 300 athletes every day, and I loved that Prairie View a and Got my HBCU experience as well. I had no, I, I've known you for like seven years. I didn't even, I didn't know Me neither. Yeah, 35 really, miles. I'm not going to say it for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, so, you know, I did that, and I was, I was really proud of myself. I was, I wasn't making no money, but I was excited. And I would leave Prairie View and go at Planet Fitness and train under the table, you know, a couple of hours at night just to wake up and do it again in the morning. I loved it. Um, I learned how to work for real, for real, and to really, you know, see what I was passionate about, something you're going to really yeah. want to give it after it. And uh, three years later, I had a new, a new strength coach. We didn't work out. He fired me on my day off while I was here visiting for a, a wedding. And, uh, again, I got down and out. But I was like, you know what? I can, I can privatize what I did, you know, for free, basically. And that led to Kinetics Performance and Fitness. Uh, my first real big clientele was Arlington Wrestling. I, uh, coach Simpson, shout out to you. I appreciate you, brother. Um, he was my former assistant coach in high school. But he gave me a chance. And that chance, you know, was a big one for me. And from there, I got the job at, you know, uh, Facebook. Actually, I, I talked bad about it earlier, but Mr. McKinney <laughs> reached out to me to do a Facebook message for a PE job because mm-hmm. I was doing so well with fitness. And it just kind of... And, and, and there we are. Yeah. Yeah. So it's and like an overall, it just kept going different ways for me. Right. Yeah. 
That is that is a story. Kids. I don't even know how many kids we have listening to this podcast, but hey man, if you got a dream and something that you want to do, you gotta follow that. That's the story that people always tell you. I used to, I did this thing for you free. Can, that story's cool miles, and all, but I, I had to walk to school 35 miles, <laughs> 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, he gave us an old school job. 35 miles, yeah, 420. You, I mean, <laughs> I'm going to be a little judgmental. Like It ain't like Prairie View had the best of the facilities. So you going, I know you going in there, <laughs> hey, man. High like gym. The hill was real. It was good to me. <laughs> they were good to me. I love I those athletes. Imagine. I really do. I can imagine it was a good old time. They made me a man. In uh, Prairie View. Mm. Uh, Wayne, you got a similar story? Or you just... No, well, I mean, no, it, the thing about it is, one thing I, I liked about what you both said was um, in your career in getting to where you are now, unlike, not not unlike everyone else at some point, but there was some adversity. You you Still. hit adversity <laughs> and you had to get over that adversity and that helped you get to where you are. You lost a job. Oh, you lost, you didn't get, you know what I'm saying? You didn't get the job you want. So it was like, yo. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, exactly. So I had to invent a job when I and, had one. And there you go. <laughs> and you and you were in the space, you good you were good enough at what you did. Man, thank you. To the be Lord. A, to be able to do that and to start monetizing it. So right. Cause like what you said, uh, I think the premise of what you said the show was about is about the landscape of the fitness and uh culture of Memphis. And so for me, as a marketing business uh person, I looked at specifically my demographic of, of people or minorities and what the fitness landscape looked like. So, uh, like what Kenneth said, it was full of uh, a lot of uh, just general fitness, a lot of weight loss, diabetes based, which is rampant in our community, which I'm not saying anything against. But what I also saw, there was a lot of population of former athletes, guys like me who never made the pros, never did anything big, but you like to compete. You like playing mm -hmm. sports. And so I had that in me. I wanted to be active again. And also what I saw was a lack of professionalism in the marketplace in our business. A lot of the guys that, that I saw that was so-called trainers or had some type of training program going, like you said, I didn't know they were certified, who they were certified by. Right. It was always like this kind of hustle tone to it. Hey, what's up? What you trying to do? Hit right. me up. Uh, I seen some prices. Uh, meet me at the back of Planet Fitness in the back and just don't send them to the manager. You got to look like right. this. Exactly. It's exactly. like kind of an undergroundish type vibe. And so I was like, hey, if I promoted upfront pricing of uh, sound location, simple things like that, and introduce that to the marketplace, what would happen? Mm -hmm. That see, like, it's amazing, man. Uh, I was talking to somebody earlier today. It's like the the steps that you you never know that the steps that you take gonna lead you to where they are. But that, the, the that, way the road turns. that that landscape is created for it, it's different because uh, yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. what are your thoughts. So I say all that that long story, whatever, whatever. <laughs> but uh, it also made me develop a form of an ego. So when I came back to Memphis and I saw that landscape, I felt I had an air about myself, and it wasn't a good air. You know, I, I can reflect upon that and. I know for a fact I rub people the wrong way. That's me, me being, you know, apologetic, you know, and sincere about it. But I felt like I didn't want to have to, you know, do that. That mm -hmm. wasn't what I wanted to do. So I always would look for a certain, you know, facility. But by doing that, I didn't look at any black gym owners, to be completely honest. Mm. And that that was something I had to reflect on my my, my own. And uh, one of my biggest issues, I felt as if, you know, we didn't have black-owned gyms that reflected the kind of training that I wanted to do. And at the time, everything was so janky and it's like <laughs> and, my, and my people they deserve so much better because like if you are you know, we, we got careers we're making money like we deserve certain privileges and trainers are privilege you pay for and unfortunately a lot of trainers don't have a venue and it's not their fault mm -hmm. so that landscape so if they catch me being successful at a, at a place they ask me how'd you get there because that's probably the biggest issue i think more trainers are tra charged for real for real what they're supposed to if they had that confidence in their, in their venue and their location and you just can't get that kind of money yeah 
that's that's tough. All these gyms are owned by white guys who happen to fall into it. Right. I think my man asked earlier, um, like, were you ever out of shape at a point? And it's funny, he just said they brought it up to a point. Probably like a year before I got started, when I had my last job, I literally bought a membership to, like, the French Riviera and for one day hired a trainer. <laughs> I was at that point. And so, like, you I had think, it in you. You, pay, you paying yeah, somebody for something you already like, know. So, like, immediately, like, in the first exercise, he got, I looked at this dude like, what the fuck am I doing? Right. Yeah. Am I this point to where I had to have some? <laughs> and then, and, and it was funny, like you said, what, what we brought up, this guy, what he didn't look in shape. Like, yeah. that's how bad I was. At, I was like, hey, man, can somebody help me? Like, <laughs> I, need, I need somebody to tell me what I already know. Like, reiterate what I already know for me. And then it kind of dawned on me. But it wasn't until that uh, life-changing situation to where I just kind of, you know, dug deep and said, hey, who am I? How do I serve? And how can I serve? As being part of the uh, the growing fitness world of the city, uh, what's the relationship like with other trainers? I mean, it, it, I guess at the core, we're all competitors. Yeah, I've been like, so, like, you know, it seems it, like it's a lot of testosterone, right? It's is funny it, too. Yeah, you know, it, but it's fun. Like, when it, you use a headbutt, like, yeah, what is it like? It's headbutting because of social media. What it's, about stealing clients? Let me get on it. Ooh. That's what stealing. I want to hear about. I haven't had any. Well, taking clients. It's, take it's, clients it's, from another that's, trainer. That's, that's, that's a bigger topic because as a trainer, you should understand what is your niche, what, what is your style, like, like what, is, mm-hmm. what do you do best? Because somebody might graduate from what you do best. I mean, you did a great job. You did a good job. Like, we have people, like, they're not being honest about their abilities and their, their limitations in fitness. And it's, oh, it's, you're, you're doing a, a, dis, a disservice. So you have somebody as a client, you think I stole them, but really I was better for them. Or you got one of my clients because my program maybe was a little too fancy. I had one client that first two times he, he threw up mm. because he wasn't eating right beforehand, but he went to somebody else and he's highly successful. He, he looks great. This ain't no, ah, I got your client. He looks better now. I'm like, oh, good job, brother. Black guy going to live a little longer. So I'm good. You, you, mm. you didn't do nothing to me. I I'm liked happy. It. I liked it. So we got it. Like, that's the thing. They don't understand. It's all about us. They don't understand the philosophy of what we do. It's, it's still a hustle. But once they... Go to the next level and what it is for you. You redefi- redefine what it is for you. Then your program looks like you. Mm-hmm. But instead, they want to do this general, like, broad fitness thing. And they, they, they want to collect it like it's Pokemon or something. And as soon as you lose something, you're mad. Man, I'm, to me, it's, I take a, a general business approach to it. People spend their money where they want to spend their money. So if you choose to spend your money with me and where I have no gripes about it, all the thing. I look for is uh, feedback and communication. If you did leave me, why? What, what, what was what the reason? Yeah. Be honest. I mean, I'm not begging you to stay. I just want some feedback to, you know, just for my own, you know. Improve for the next improve, game. Improve for the next game. Or realize I need to stop doing it. Because if I gave you that impression and that what you thought, I didn't mean to, let me stop communicating. Yeah. Because right. that was just a miscommunication. So, and you need to go. Right? Yeah. What, um, who are some of the other trainers in the city? Cause I know y'all do stuff Man, together. You got, I like Rudy. I find them all day. Uh, all day. You got T Curry. We like T Curry. We like them all. Really, mm-hmm. it's just Fred. You got uh, Mike. You got the whole Mac Fence, Clyde, Ashley over there. You got um, there's a bunch of them, like Maisha Fitness, uh, Mayo Fitness, something like that. Sharika, Sharika, Sharika been killing. Her. She's probably one of the best, especially like black owner on her own doing her own thing. Yeah, probably the best. I saw her. I saw her on uh, uh, where I'm at right now. You got Luke at. Uh, Versatile Action Fitness. He's been doing this thing for a long time. He actually was a mobile trainer in the beginning, which is a whole different, you know. What's that? He went from gym to gym? Mm-hmm. He, client, in-home clients. Oh, he oh mobile. He going, he going to your house. Yeah, that's, back a, that's out, a, back out. 
The thing is, like, you can create a pro- once you start looking at it as a business, you create products for different demographics. You're not worried about somebody taking a general fitness client. You got right. you're, you're creating a product. It's it's a business. Sell your product. Huh? Well, see, okay. Here's the thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna give y'all. I'm gonna break break myself down here real quick. Um, when I get into a weight room, I get nervous. Mm-hmm. I'm not that big. Really? As you can see. You know, I mean, not that big. So I don't, there's a shame when I'm in the weight room. Like, if I'm over there just lifting like the 15 pound dumbbells, and then you over there with your 35 pound, 40, whatever, I don't know, I don't want to disrespect no, you. No, you say, we, I, I lift it all. It don't bother whatever, me. You know I go saying? light just like I go whatever. Heavy. Like, it's just like, it's, a, it's something, it's, it's something within me. How, if I was one of your clients, like, how, what would you tell me? Like, yo, bro, just don't be, don't be like that in the gym if I was one of your clients. Just don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was that easy. Just remind them what, what, what is their motivation? You know, what, what's their goal? What you trying to work for? Why you want to work for? Is it, is it for a look? Because I might not be the trainer for you because I want you to live a little longer. I want you to move, be, you know, move, be a little bit more mobile. You know, let's get through your daily activities without you know, breathing too hard or feeling like you're exhausted. Mm-hmm. Like you shouldn't go through your regular day feeling exhausted. You really shouldn't. So let, let's work on that. And as we work on that, and you trust me, you will have some body fat reduction. That's how it's supposed to go. So you're yeah. supposed to be so focused on what you got going on. And then if you lose a little confidence, I tell one thing, I said, hey, there's somebody right now who wishes they had what you had. So do it for them. There's, a, there's an even skinnier guy right now or a slimmer guy right now who wish mm-hmm. he had what you had. I mean, everybody can't have what I had. You know had. what I'm saying? But like, can't you know, you have female clients who are losing weight and they're like, oh, I mean, there's a woman right now that has more what you got, more, got going, more going on in you who wishes they had your body. I just kind of talk to them like that. That's, you know, that's the fun part of it, like learning how to be, a, you know, to talk to another person. Well, there was one of the questions, too, in terms of uh, the style that you all have, like creating that rapport with your clients, creating that relationship with your clients. That makes it, that makes them want to keep coming back to you. Like I, I you just basically kind of answered that. I mean, is it, you got to come up with something different for every client or is there just like a, a, a mantra or something that you have that kind of just goes over your whole program? Uh, with me, I do. I, I like to try to create a culture because uh, what you spoke to in the original question was anxiety. And so my thing is first is getting you to relax and understanding why you're here, what it really means. Because I feel like me coming from a business standpoint, I'm battling the whole propaganda machine of health, fitness industry in the world, right? So we got Weight Watchers, Gene Craig, we got all these things that are being blasted at us every day about what weight and fitness and health is Mm -hmm. and so for me it's just like i said having a conversation and trying to develop a language and culture and understand where we see it in a different mindset so where there's no more anxiety we can take away the anxiety so for example i would just take back from the information i got from you now you like to play basketball so guess what i put a med ball in your hand immediately Mm -hmm. you said dumbbells but you said that's what you associated with weights you said anxiety so i'm I'm not gonna give you a dumbbell it's just me being kind of a it's like psychoanalyst, I guess you could yeah. say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I give you something like resembles a basketball, you're comfortable with that. You like playing basketball. If I say, hey, man, we're just going to do some chest passes, mm. that's an mm. exercise if you put a 20-pound ball with mm. it, right? When you tell everybody they're athletes, I don't care what, what they told you growing up, you're an athlete. You can move. Your body's built to move. We're, we're built to move. So you don't get to tell me you can't do this unless you have some true physical limitations. And those people will tell you in a heartbeat they wish they could move around. Right, that's true. You can jump. You can run. It might not be, as, it's, and it's all relative. You, I can't jump high. Compared to who? Me? Yeah, you can't. But why are you comparing yourself? Yeah. 
You can't jump high. It's a, it's a comparative term. You can. High for you. Let, it will get high. So it's like, focus on like what, what, what we really got going on. Let's, let's, let's do that. And let's move. Let's, you know? Because health, healthy looks different on different people. Because right? it's not a look. Oh, mm. there you go. Mm. Because as, as Keith, what he just said, yeah. he, he mentioned athlete, but we also have to uh, realize, I mean, you got uh, experience being around professional athletes. Athletes, paid professional athletes, trade health for performance. If you've seen any, especially football players, basketball, after they're retired, you see crooked fingers, you see hips, you see limps, you see mm -hmm. these deformities that they've developed over the years trying to chase that performance. But they will pay for their performance. So when people come to me and say, I want this, do you get paid for that? Mm. If you're not getting paid for that, again, take away the anxiety. You don't, you have to go to work. You're not going to show up for your job and say, hey, yeah, I had some hard deadlifts, so I can't go make it today. I'm not give a fuck. Like, right. dude. You better get in time. there and crunch yeah, them numbers. Right. Now, <laughs> now, if I play for the NBA, it's a different right. whole thing. I, I have to run faster than my opponent. I have to do this. I have to score as many points in order to get my contract. So it's just a different mindset. For me. When you, I like that. You say healthy, healthy is not a look. It's a, but what is it? It's a, it's a combination of what, look, physical, social, mental, emotional. Mm. I mean, and the thing is, it's, it's all, it's real all, health. It's all, I'm a PE teacher. The real hell. So my bad. So like I do this all day long. And like I can do that like socially when you when you're in shape, you're more inclined. And this is not saying everybody, but you're more inclined to be more social. You have you develop more confidence, more, you know, more self-esteem. Uh emotionally, you tend to have more zest in life mm -hmm. because of those social relationships. Like it's all connected. So, you know, that's being healthy. I don't care how I mean, muscles you I have muscles. I've been bigger than this before. And I was a butthole and I was sick to my stomach. I looked really bad. My girlfriend showed me a picture of myself back in my mid-20s. I looked trash. <laughs> but I was fit. Everybody, everybody looked I was trash fit. I was fit. I mean, I was stocked. You, 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 you had like a... I looked older. You had like a white T.O.? I looked older. Like, I can show you that I looked older. Mm. That's, that, that's what the waves do? See, that's why I lift that's, a lot. That, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's lifting and not being healthy. I was drinking. Right. I was doing this. I was doing that. I was, see, that's the whole thing, too. I think a lot of people I look at it like, I, as long as I can do whatever I want to do. As long as I lift. That's as long a, as I go in the gym and lift. You can't do that. But then again, it's like, you can't fight genetics. There are some people that I've seen... Again, we can go back to like NBA play. I think when I was a kid, I think I first saw an NBA game. I go to the locker room and these guys like chugging beers afterwards. Like, right. what the hell? It's just guilt. Some people can do it, some people can't. Yep. And I think our job as trainers is kind of identifying who's who and how to approach you and how to get you to what in your head you feel is a healthy mindset and a healthy state of being, like what my guy Kenny just said. I, I think we also had a conversation before, like, how for us in the last two or three years, we kind of rethought what fitness felt for us. And that, that's what really helped us out more than anything was, what does it really mean to me? Because I'm not competing. There's no reason for me to walk around and bench press 315 unless I just really want to. But other than that, like you said, I'm not an athlete. I have to prove nothing to nobody. And I've done it so much. It's like, but to lift like that and look like that, right. I can't do that until I'm 60. But I can run. I can, I can lift weight. I can be functional. And that's what we talk about all the time. And that's what he talked about. He said something about culture. I was drawn to his culture. So with my culture, where I was at, out of every trainer I looked, and I enjoy every trainer. I respect it. And I love them. And I, you know, keep fighting because we, we all going to make it. We're going to have a really good association real soon. And we're going to work together. We're going to kill it because we have more people here who need our services. So I'm not against anybody. But 
I was drawn to Wayne. We had a conversation. I said, Wayne, you're probably, one of the, you're probably the best functional trainer in this city. And functional lifting is where you want to be. Mm-hmm. That's your everyday lifting. That's making you stronger for your day, making you more mobile. Most injuries, you know, when we're adults, happens when we, we move like with a transverse plane, when we just twist and, like, go side to side. Movements you stop doing because you go back and forth yeah. all day long. They're back. They're back. Like they're, they're back. back their first thing to go. They pick something up right quick. First thing you say mm-hmm. for the back Okay, I got a question for for both of you. Um, when you're starting to train, do you think you should like start on your diet first and then train, or diet? We have, was, we have different philosophies probably on that. So diet you, was definitely one of the next things. So yeah, the way the the role that the diet plays in the types of the the role that the diet plays us in training in general. I hate the word diet. Me too. Di- di- diet means it's a it's a it means I. I I hate diets for one reason, and it's because, well, more, uh, two reasons. When you do do it, it is a removal of something from your everyday. And most diets don't teach you how to, you know, either reintroduce it back into your, your nutrition or how to not do it for the rest of your life. So you get people who do these 30-day fasts or these, these diets, stop this or whatever, whatever, and they do it and they get these, you know, these results and they love it. And they think because of those results, I can go back to my old habits but you never trained your body to, to deal with it, so it goes right back. If not more, you gain more weight the second time around. This is whole discouraging thing because people are chasing the wrong thing. A diet is very temporary. Now, for me, I teach my clients mindful eating. Let's truly think about what you're eating and why you're eating it. I don't want to treat, you know, like nutrition. They tell you it's a bunch of rules. It's a lot of them. But I say, let's do, let's do three things. Let's fo- focus on how much you eat, when you eat, and what you eat. But we're going to do one at a time. Focus on how much. Let's do that. My, my, main, my main thing is, like, I do a, like a little pyramid every day or when I have a consultation with my clients. I say, this is how you're supposed to eat. Big breakfast. Like, what they say, eat like a, a king in the morning, uh, a prince at lunch, and a pauper at night. Hmm. Never heard that before. Mm, you, never. Think about it. You, <laughs> never you, heard that before. Your ass popped through before. You, 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 you wake up. You wake up and you, you, you torture your body for a whole, days of work, whole day of work. And, in the, and halfway through it, because you didn't eat breakfast. You don't know the snack midway because you didn't do it. Your lunch is going to be delayed until about 2 o'clock because they're not literally, most jobs don't really let you at 12 o'clock that, that many, you know, anymore. So you're going to eat lunch around 2. Then you're going to try to carry your job over until about 5 or 6, get off. And you wait. And you, and by that time, you think you've earned this big dinner because I worked my butt off it. I've earned this. And you eat it and you go to sleep. Do you know, like, have you been following me? Because that is, <laughs> that is my life. I don't eat, I wake up, I don't eat breakfast, I don't. Yeah. Nobody eats I might, breakfast anymore. I might eat a snack. Nobody eats breakfast anymore. And we, I eat, I eat lunch between our, two and three. Yeah. <laughs> then, like, in the black community, we teach metabolism so wrong. Meta- mm-hmm. I thought that metabolism was, because I, I heard the connotation of growing up, it was basically I can eat what I want to eat because I, I, I'm, I I'm active. I got yeah. a fast metabolism. Yeah, I got a fast metabolism. I'm skinny because I'm fast. It's a word that we use. It had no clue until I actually took my, my, my courses. I'm like, oh, mm-mm. metabolism changes for everybody. Every three to five years, it's going to change. I don't care how fit you think you are. And it's real. So it's like, uh, I don't have a high metabolism. Metabolism basically is my body need, it, it trusts the fact that when I eat something, because I'm going to eat again at a certain time and I'm active, it's going to burn it. The more you eat, the more your body trusts you, the more your stomach trusts you to say, oh, let's go ahead and start this digestive process. Let's go ahead and turn these, different, these calories into energy, basically. And when you don't constantly refill it, all they're going to do is preserve it. It's going to hold on to it. We don't trust you. You're not making the next right decision for the next meal within two or three hours. So I need to hold this for six hours. 
but then your activity level is not as high as say, somebody like me. So it never even burns it off. And that's where the beer and belly comes in. That's where it comes from. What's your What's your uh, thoughts on eating Ooh. habits Ooh, and with man. your clients? It's, it's, it's tough because I, I basically form two different, distinctly different opinions. One, are you seeking my services for a medical reason? You've been to the doctor. He's told you you have some disease, diabetes, high cholesterol, blood pressure, and you need to lose this weight in order to live. So when we talk about that situation, yes, we start off with nutrition. We start off with water intake. We start off with uh, <clears throat> identifying those things that cause you to be in a situation in the first place. And, and truthfully or not, what I've experienced is that mostly it's just the cultural things, like people from certain cultural backgrounds eating certain type of foods. Fried foods mm-hmm. and general things, fried in oil, you know, so we, we know what they are. But it's like you've been conditioned by your environment to like those foods. And so it's a mental toughness that has to take place to where you have to train yourself out of liking those foods. But, but we still, I, I still eat them. They're so good, though. Right, but, but it goes back again. Listen, this is what I just said. I had two different philosophies. Uh, if you come to me and your dog, oh, okay, 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 okay. you're going to yeah, die. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, if Jamal comes to me, mm-hmm. I'm going to say, hey, Jamal, we're just going to create a different appetite. Mm-hmm. We're going to work, do workouts to where when you keep going back eating those same foods, you're going to realize they're not helping you. Helping you. So I, I, I'm trained fit. So we talk in terms of machines. You, you're a machine. You're a car. NASCARs take different fuels than regular cars. Mm-hmm. I cannot pull up in a Dale Earnhardt NASCAR at Exxon and put 93.87 octane in it and run it. Talk to one. Basically, that's kind of the metaphor I use. So it's like, hey, you're an old little box Chevy, put that little 87 in there, you know, run it. But hey, if you were trying to be a full-blooded NASCAR, we need some high jet fuel, you know? So yeah. it's just what you want to be and identifying how we, we identify what is good fuel and what is not so good fuel. Because we've all been to that shaded gas station one night, mm-hmm. one day, <laughs> the next day, the engine knocking. Like, what happened to my Man, nothing but water in that thing. Right. So that's that's what I kind of compare it to. Um, what's your favorite workout for you? <clears throat> and like one of the one of your favorite workouts to like teach your clients. Ooh, that's a workout or exercise. Exercise. I'm sorry, exercise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Olympic lifting. I like I like Olympic lifting. What's that? Come oh, on. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so when you get the pad on your hand and then you. Yeah. <laughs> this is the chop. Yeah. Just that jump? Yeah. Snatches, cleans. Um, I like it. Powerlifting. Just. Cleans. I know about that one. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's what you know the mom. <laughs> I know, but they don't. Maybe my listeners don't know. Maybe we introducing you them to. a lift, uh, bro? Because we, we, we <laughs> introducing them to a whole new world of fitness. It's, it's so much technique involved, and it takes so much to build them up and, and to build that confidence. Or sometimes you kind of throw them right into it, and they kind of pick up. And they learn from there, but you know that's the it's a total body movement. It's the most explosive, it's, and it's the you know the basis of like power development. Mm-hmm. So, I so like that's, that's your that's your favorite exercise. Yeah. What is the heaviest, the most weight you can like snatch or clean or when you, <laughs> snatch when you, right now? Uh, this shoulder, like eight hundred or something. Never. <laughs> <laughs> we work on a, what a what was it? How many tons challenge? One ton challenge. We're working on a one ton challenge right now, and apparently we got to do a certain number of snatch, a certain number of power clean. Power clean, snatch, deadlift, jerk, deadlift, bench press. 
And these are like some, you know, Nash like 275 on jerk. My arm's tired listening. So you gotta, yeah. you gotta, so basically the challenge is you have to complete those six movements and the weight has to add up to a 2,000 pounds or one ton. Mm. Okay, I, I got I you. I think y'all missed it. Yeah. I got you. I got you. I got you. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's so a lot. That's and a that's lot. in one. It's one time on each movement as fast as you can. Oh. So we got to make sure you're trained for all of them and to do it right. Like for me right oh, now, no. I'm, I'm scared about, I think the snatch, the one, is it 185? I mean, yeah. it depends on what, what are your other numbers are. I got to do I, about 500 four-pound things. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. It's, it's that right. jerk I'm worried about. No, no, sir. You're Man. a jerk. Uh, what about you, Wayne? What's your favorite? What's your favorite exercise? I mean, I I see you doing. I mean, I see you with the CrossFit and jumping on ladders and things and, and well, yeah, pull ups I, and stuff. Well, yeah, I think uh, really my personal love that I'm actually I think uh, what I kind of gifted to do is calisthenics, body weight things, push ups, pull ups, sit ups, those things. I'm very athletic, like with Kenneth. I kind of grew up four years old. I was in gymnastics classes, so I okay. started off mm. uh, with that background. Uh, but I like, I'm getting into uh, the powerlifting because I think uh, for me, when you get into that CrossFit culture, is that it, 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 it talks to your competitive nature, like I said earlier. Like, I'm, right. a, I'm a competitor. I like to compete. And when he said, when, were you ever not in shape? Yes. When, when, when that coach told me my basketball career was over when I was in college, I was depressed for like six months straight. I didn't do anything. I got to like 225. I'm overweight, smoking camel cigarettes in Murfreesboro somewhere. And mm. it was just, I didn't have any identity. You know, it wasn't until I, I, I got that job with the nonprofit and going back into my community and serving in an under-resourced neighborhood to where I saw kids still seeing value in me. Like, man, you had so many experiences. You played basketball around the country. You've uh, met so many different people. You have value in what you, your life experience itself. So uh, while we can talk about certification, that's all fine and good. But I think my biggest uh, value and gift is my experience. Yeah. Uh, mm. I, I, like I said, I started at a very young age. My first basketball coach was uh, Herb Wright, you know, Lorenzen's dad. Legendary. Uh, I grew up, grew up with Larry Legendary. Finch, Ronnie Robinson. Uh, one of the trainers of my AU team was Dean Lotz. You know, he coached. Dean Lotz, right. throwback. Throwback, name. yeah. So, I mean, I, I can literally remember being and uh, playing basketball, and Dean looks at me and goes, man, you got to be a bodybuilder. At the time, I took it as a shot. Like, what you trying to say? I can't hoop. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to hoop. You know, I took it as a, a, a derogatory thing. Like, no, nah, man, you have this natural gift. I'm looking like, man, I don't know what you're talking about, white dude. Like, you know, yeah. whatever. But, again, it happened to me again in college. I'm at, I'm at Florida A&M trying to play basketball, get cut. And the guy goes, man, but you really killed it in the weight room, man. You ought to be a trainer. What you trying to say? I can't hoop. You know, still had that attitude. I want to be the NBA. I want to play. And uh, <laughs> it, it, wasn't, it wasn't until he said, look, dude, you broke. You were in college. Come to Orlando with me. We went to some camp. Do what you know to do. I made the most money I had as a you know college freshman. You know anything is something. So mm -hmm. I'm like, I made some money. Like what Kenny said, kind of got full of myself. You know, dropped out of school, moved back to Memphis. I courted Memphis people. My Florida prices. They looked at me like I'm going about this slab of ribs. <laughs> and so I left it alone. Like, Pay I, somebody to train me. Right. I got. I go to the Y. You know. What? Like, and that was when like personal training. Like it's kind of. It was. It's kind of the in style thing to do now. It like, is. It like, is. just hire a personal trainer. You should do a whole right. session on thought jobs. Thought, is, is a personal <laughs> trainer a thought oh, job? Yeah. Most definitely. Oh, yeah. That's what, that's that's what I'm going to do. Next time I do one of these, I'm going to get two single. Personally, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh and man, they gonna talk a little different. <laughs> I thought you said gonna get, get two thoughts on here. Hey, we doing the show tomorrow? I, I can't tell you a story, but uh, man, uh, -uh. 
You can just like, they they gonna have a little different. <sighs> little different I story. I got a question. I mean, I'm done. I I'm a guy. I walk in. Uh, I'm one of your new clients. I think I know more than you. Mm. What work? What workout? What exercise do you give me to, to show break, me to break that me? I don't know as much as you. I think we don't. Uh, we don't do that anymore. Uh, <laughs> back in the day, then give me a. Back when I was immature and real, and, you know, back when I thought, you know, in my own workout, if I don't, you're not sweating the sore, it wasn't a good workout. That doesn't detect a good workout. Exactly. It's more so. I have a template. I created a good program. I created. I created a really nice product, and I can fit it just for you. We are gonna see if you can get through it. Hmm. I get guys all the time come up. I can handle your workout. Yeah. Well, I, okay. I'm not gonna do anything different. I'm gonna do the same workout with you, at, at a nice little comfortable pace. You're gonna blow. Your, you're gonna blow a gasket. Not me. Okay. Percentage of people who pass that workout. The first one. Until like I, this. I it's this more one. women that do it than men. I, I was about to say. I was about to. It's more women. I was about to say. Because like I. I mean. Obviously. I get more men halfway through it, if they not quit. three quarters in it. Talking about. Hold on for a second. Let me. Uh. You run to the bathroom. That's right. one thing I admire about Kenny. Kenny has a a, a significant uh, male clientele base, which I haven't figured that out yet. So, like with me, it's more like if I see a guy, and I know he has a background. Again, that's not that person who's saying I have a medical reason, right? So, hey, I'm formally I like your workout. They kind of talking like, I want to work out with you, but I'm not comfortable with you being my trainer. Mm-hmm. You know. So now it's like me. Business acumen comes in. Oh man, I'm not training you. We're just gonna have a workout session. We just be buddies. We're gonna work out together. And then, like you said, I put the workout down. And for me, transitioning into is a productivity based workout. So, where you have a certain time, a certain threshold, and you just, hey, productivity. How much did you get done that amount of time? Yeah. And so, when we do those workouts, like what Kenneth said, they look at you like, man, this man, killing. He knows something. Like, you know, he's, uh-huh. he's really cool, what he said. The coolest thing is to watch our male clients. I'm sorry. Watch our male clients. Watch our female clients because they be getting at it, getting after. Like yeah. knowing the system, I'm talking about they warm up is on deck. Like they knocking it out. They they go with, with and that's also you know like you know sports psychology. Female athletes tend to perform a little differently, and they all they need to know is if you have it planned out for them, you can communicate it you know effectively. That's all they need. Males in, in education and sports, you got to kind of walk us through things. Mm-hmm. We got some visitors. Hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> y'all wanna, right y'all wanna, y'all wanna, town. y'all wanna get a uh, workout session in? <laughs> so like, it's funny that you said it, Jo. Like, I mean, I didn't send you the rundown, but you have been hitting all the points I want to hit. So, synergy. Uh, your worst, like we, like your worst client. The story of the worst client that you had. Oh my. God. <laughs> <laughs> I can say business, I'm, in, I'm in a different state Business acumen Right there There okay. you go Give us one from A colleague Who had a bad experience The worst horror story That I you mean, heard honest, I'm just keeping it real man For me just, just In general The worst client Is especially My gosh It's 2019 You go from male and female They think that They can use their Physical gifts Or sex As a form of, of currency yeah, I think that's like the worst one. They go, oh yeah, you know, look at that. Face. Definitely <laughs> leads into the thought. Like, hold on, brother. I mean, I mean, it's, yeah, it goes to the thought because, like, you know, sometimes <laughs> it's almost like you feel you feel like a high class stripper almost. It's like I, I dance for you in the club, but I'm not. Don't touch me. I can't leave the club type thing. Right. Like everybody want to get you out the club. I, I give you this to do this. It's like after my second yeah. client, I made that I made that grown man decision, and uh, I sent that invoice and I didn't get nothing back. 
Right. It took me one time to figure that. That was that was right. ten years ago. Never again. I don't care. Yeah. I like green more than I like pink. I can't tell you, boy. <laughs> yeah, they are dropping gems oh, wow. on this episode today. I when can I tell boy. you, yeah. How many times I feel like a high class stripper? <laughs> <laughs> talking about wanting to see my body. You know what I'm talking about? Yo, so uh, but I like about fitness is because like everybody has a preference for everything. So yeah, my man can if he's confident in what he got going on right now, he can oh, be he healthy is. in that in that way as well. Like we can change the eating habits. Ain't gonna take him well, lose the, weight. That's kind of what I was getting at. Like the the public perception of somebody healthy is somebody who's chiseled with their muscles all protruding and whatnot mm -hmm. and whatever. But like, you don't have to have all of that to be somewhat, you know, to be I, in the health. I thing. think it also affects the marketing of it because then you got trainers who literally spend the majority of their day having to train themselves to look chiseled, right? to look this way, to take a half naked picture, put a hashtag, say fitness model. And really you ain't trying to be one. You just got to put it on there because that gets your, that gets you out of there. Like this, the whole perception what fitness is that's yeah man, drives you what, drives what we do. Honestly, be in shape, I guess you could say, because people people look at when they think of in shape, they think of um, a bikini model or somebody like that. When like you talk about genetics is undefeated, yes. Mm -hmm. But if you, I think I was listening to um, listening to a local radio station and they were talking about Lizzo, the the rapper, the female rapper, and. One of the hosts was like, yo, bro, she is like morbidly obese. And the other host was like, she's a little on the big side, but for her, we don't know what her family stuff is. You know what I'm saying? The genetics, that might be the best she could be genetically. And if she's doing what she can do with the healthy eating habits, with, I mean, she's performing every night. 30, 30 so she's in, physical activity. So she's, you know, like she's, like doing, she's doing something like, she's not going to be able to lose 150 pounds. She's not living a sedentary lifestyle. Right. You know what I'm saying? So in the, so they kind of had a, a, a talk about that. And, you know, you got, when you talk about women's bodies in their way, you got to be careful with what you say. And the other coach, he just didn't care. He was just, <laughs> he was just like, yeah, she fat and obese. Like, bro, you don't know her. You don't know the life. You don't know the struggle. She could be as healthy or as in shape as she could be at that point in her life right now. And she's out there traveling the world doing these high energy shows. And with bodybuilding, man, you, you get to a certain age, unless you plan on doing this for the rest of your life, mm -hmm. the moment you stop, like any, like athletes, offensive linemen, like once, once Joe you, Thomas. Uh, they lose so much weight. So once much you weight. stop, but that most of like sometimes at that age, you're not ready for it. And it, it hit different. Yep. I'm I'm cool. My body weight, my my height at five foot eight and a half, you gotta say the half, please. Put that in the in the I transcript. Put, gotcha. All right. Um gotcha. my body wants to naturally be one sixty five. If not 160, be naturally. Mm -hmm. How much you weigh now? I'm about 169. That's 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 scary for me to actually put that out there. For you know, I've never said that. You want us to blow? Want us to black it up? Because I'm I used to be 185. I used to walk around 185. Put a pinpoint there. But <laughs> this this has me the healthy. I sleep better. I lift better. I have no injuries. Um, yeah. I'm fast. I can run. Like I, I'm doing things in my. At you 32. be running like 11 miles, bro. You wake up in the morning. This man wake up and just be running all day everywhere downtown. You see Kenny done ran. I'm like, bro, stop shaming people. You are a shamer. At, at 185, I couldn't do it. I'm yeah. about at three, three miles. I'm done. Yeah. Get you a good 5K. Was it 3.2? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I fell back in love with fitness. I, I really did. I, I never told Wayne. Wayne's one of the main reasons why I fell back in love with fitness. I saw somebody who really, really loved it, really enjoyed it, and he loved it for himself. It got to a point where I would go to recess just to work out with Wayne. Mm -hmm. I remember last summer. Like, I, all it was, I was training my gym, and on Saturdays, I would see, hey, you, you at the gym? Can I come work? Then it got to a point where they allowed me to do it on my own, 
And I got to a place where as a trainer, I got to, you know, really kind of enjoy it again. I fell in love with my body. I remember that this is my first love. There ain't no other, ain't nobody else but me. Mm-hmm. And I want to be healthy. I want to be able to move again. I want to be able to, you know, teach mobility. If I, I got to be mobile to teach it. So I fell back in love with it, to be completely honest. And so we helped me out I, with that. I, I got in shape to please my wife, man. Like, <laughs> I, just, I just got to a point where I was like, look, I got to keep this thing popping. You know? yeah. <laughs> That's true. And, I, and like I said, Real everything, everything kind of fell in the, in, into the uh, into my hands. Like I said, breathing out of necessity, a lost job, or, you know, married uh, 10 years. Uh, you know, you want to keep the spice in your relationship. Yeah. And so, like, my biggest thing was, was my wife, to be honest. And... Uh, you know, like I said, Kenny, man, I appreciate that, man. Cause, like, <laughs> like I said, because Kenny came in from the, from the opposite standpoint. Like, he was a teacher. He was like, I went to school for that. I did that. And I'm, thinking, I'm, like, I'm trying to capitalize on the business niche. It's like, mm-hmm. I do it. I'm an athlete. I can do it. But it was more like business because I saw people wasn't doing it. Right. You know, and so that was the thing for me. It's like, it's an opportunity to, you know, do what you love and get paid for it type of situation. I think one of the major, I know at one point you talked about stealing clients. I don't think this is stealing, but. One of the main key words that when I get like DMs or people reach out to me was like the lack of professionalism. Right. Yeah. And that's, it hurts because I know these people and they're good people. I'm like, right. they are great. Like, they, they know how to do this, but they're, we're missing something. And I, because I think, again, the venue is a facility. We have to sneak around. We've made training like a, the, the drug and it's a hustle. Yeah. It's a real dirty, grimy hustle. And we got to get it how we get it. Mm-hmm. And it's unfair to a lot of great trainers out there. So when they see you having success, they look at you. Oh, is this because you got to? They, they look at you different. Are you talking to us? Oh, he's <laughs> yeah. So, so, so another he's thing I want to I want to throw in there. Uh, the biggest thing about that we talk about certifications. I think I'm more in tune or more concerned about the person's ability to have insurance. Mm. Hmm. That's, that's a good that's, point. That's more a, a waiver form, a liability form. Well, well, that's, that's I mean, even that's that's a smart business move to have a waiver form to let somebody sign off on their rights, you know. Yeah. But it's another thing to actually invest in insurance to where, hey, even the best of us uh, in situation with somebody just misinterprets or misunderstands something you said, they make a wrong move and injure themselves. Right. So I think for me, I, I mean, certificate because I know a lot of guys that play sports that had enough training of themselves where they learned something to teach a couple more people what they did. That's, I'm not having no big deal about that. But if you're going to present yourself to the to the public and to the market as a professional trainer, then you should have professional insurance. That's yeah. my only biggest thing. Also, That's something that I did not know about trainers. Like, as far as insurance, you you never hear them covered. Dude, that. literally, most, when most I got my insurance, I did not know this. This was when I wanted to get my insurance. You can get sued if you... Do those promotions, I can give you 10 pounds in 10 days. Yeah, and you don't If a do person it. loses nine pounds in 10 days, you. you lied to me, I'm gonna sue you. So I have to have insurance for that for me. Like, <laughs> seriously. You got a case? I got a couple cases on my hand. <laughs> All right, so we, we got we got about four to three to four minutes before we get out. So what's Rapid next? Fire, what's seat. next for the two of you in your own lanes, obviously? But what's next? Um, I guess for me, I am looking into launching a social sprint. Kind of a, you know, not really a couch to 5K kind of program, more so a, a social run. Uh, shout out to the Urban Elite. Trying to create more, you know, more events that allow us to come together in different social networks. Not always being in the club, not always being a party because I can talk to you. I'm mm-hmm. um, looking to do it every second and fourth Saturday around 7 a.m. downtown. Um, having it where those who are kind of learning to do with, uh, you know, to three miles, maybe just want to walk. You start earlier. Those who are maybe walk joggers, you yeah. start a little bit later, and those who can kind of get through within about you know thirty minutes, start have a little later, little late, 
time, then afterwards kind of go somewhere and congregate and have a good time and socialize in a different way. Um, also looking into trying to get young, young kids in my, you know, I'm a teacher in high school certified at 18. It's another thing they can do. It's another, it's another trade mm, yeah. that's not being promoted that at 18, you can be your own businessman and you can just kind of use your social media to be a trainer. You got a bunch of guys and girls around your age who are out of shape, who will trust you and you're cooler than me. I'll, I'll get you in the gym after school. Like right. we can get kids certified and get them a, a trade during that little weird period of life where they don't know what they want to do. Or they might want to do it. You know, they don't know if they want to do it. And do it, it better. Online right. training is probably one of the biggest things right now. We can kind of teach kids how to do that. So I guess my next step is those two things, uh, development, professional development for young people in the field yep. and avenues to where they can actually train and feel confident in training. Or you're going to keep losing kids, you know, graduating high school to Houston and Atlanta where they can go and just get this cool notoriety. That's another, that's another topic for another day. And the 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 city retaining its best talent. Uh -huh. uh, that's something that we 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 go. <laughs> what about what about you, Wayne? The next move for Train Fit. The next move for Train Fit is uh you know tackling the online market, uh, being internationally known, nationally Ooh. recognized, <laughs> locally accepted. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the long term play is definitely trying to bring a CrossFit to the urban market. Uh, my mm. goal is to uh, possibly in the future uh, bring a CrossFit gym to my community back to Whitehaven. Back to the haven, man. So, uh, uh, JL, what's in the future for you? You gonna you gonna hire one of these cats? Um, I'm looking into um getting my body right. Uh, as you can see, uh, I've let myself go a little bit. I don't you see it. I ain't gonna lie to you, Doc. I don't see it. You don't see it? No, sir. Oh, okay, well, that just convinced me. <laughs> you good now? <laughs> Voice. Boys. Now you can try with us. The uh, time for playing. No, it was <laughs> the, the time we're playing for was was earlier. This is serious time right now. Uh, but yeah, I am actually interested in getting, uh, getting in shape. Uh, I've never been able to stick with it. So uh, the main thing about me is health. I'm not worried about like having a six pack or anything like that. I just want to be healthy and have the energy mm -hmm. just to do certain yeah. things. Uh well I was gonna talk about um social media and how it helps and hurts this because you see a lot of the to when you think about the when when you say it's a thought I was being silly thing. but it, it's a it's but if you if you're an attractive person you see, you, you have you access. always see you always see IG models or attractive women who just so happen to have fitness or something around them like you don't really see too many of it's them. kind of like how you know if you live in your life wrong you want to be around children and work yeah. at a school mm -hmm. right you know right. what i'm saying this is <laughs> and then and i know like y'all use y'all social media to highlight the things you do like you say you know like every you show your clients wayne you show your clients the things that you do and you if if you pay attention you see different people more people coming in and the fact that you guys are growing and the fact that the landscape and um just the cult, the fitness culture of Memphis. We got more fitness events for things to do, like the stuff we did on Mud Island, the stuff we did on Mud Island, the uh, fitness under stars, fitness with, stars. Uh, we got Courtney to, McNeil. Yeah, I'm gonna get her court. on here one day because Courtney doing big things. Oh, she is. Uh, the only thing is, she went to Germantown, and nobody. I went to Germantown. I know you. Nobody cares about Germantown. <laughs> but, uh, and then um, you know we got people. We got more spin classes. You got spin court. Black owned spin, black right. owned spin. Um, yeah, so the niche, the niche game Sydney. in the fitness industry is really is growing up, and so that's what one of the things I try to define myself. That's why I just kind of recently rebranded myself as Train Fit to what I'm doing. Because, like I said, if I say Tybo, you say Billy Blanks. Billy Blanks. Right. So, 
that type of thing. Put that CrossFit thing. Yeah, that's gonna be tight in the Haven for sure. Because I mean, if they put if they put the margaritas in the Haven, we can get CrossFit in the Haven. I was coming. Cross twenty twenty. The vision is clear. That's what we do. Hey, voice, hit the music. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the kickback on the OAM uh, podcast network. I want to thank my special guests, Kenny Fleming, Wayne Williams, uh, two of, I can say it, their personal friends, so no bias here, but two of (laughs) the best trainers uh, that we have in the city of Memphis doing big things, helping to grow the fitness community and the fitness lifestyle and the fitness legacy of this city. So once again, uh, I want to give you guys a chance to shout out your Instagram and your social media titles, uh, email in case somebody listen. I'm going to put that all in the bio, but in case somebody's listening, they want to uh, hit you guys up for a consultation or whatever. So, Kenny, what's your information again? My uh, personal account is just call him underscore coach, and the business is Kinetics PF. That's K E N E T I X P F. And those are on Instagram. I want to do my email every time I say that. That's just what it is. I want to get my email yeah, those, every time. Those are Instagram. And, uh, Wayne, what you got? <laughs> you can find me at TrainFit, T-R-A-Y-N-E-F-I-T. And I'm located at Recess Gym on Flicker Street behind the Board of Education near, near, near the Liberty Bowl. There you go. Mm. It's going to be packed down there uh, probably starting right now oh, because yeah. the Southern Heritage Classic is happening this weekend. Oh, yeah. And so you have a lot of people in there on Monday working off that um, barbecue. Bringing out them ribs. Them ribs and <laughs> them, them circle bees. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, shout out to the boy J.O. for coming through. Shout out yeah. to The Voice for doing what he do. If you made it this far in the podcast and you haven't pressed the subscribe button, shame on you. Go ahead and do that. Leave us a five-star rating. Let us know you like what you're listening to. Show our guys some love here. Uh, like we say every time we record, man, stay safe, stay woke, keep your head on the swivel, and we are out. Out. Have an idea for a podcast or a live talk show? Call 901-800-7608 or email info at theoamnetwork.com today and pitch your show. <laughs>